December 22nd. Our reading in the New Testament today will be from the book of Revelation, chapter 12, verse 18. We'll begin there, 12, 18. We'll go through chapter 13, verse 18. We'll read about worship. The beast from the sea is Satan's final and greatest masterpiece, Antichrist, who towers above all the tyrants and dictators of world history. This man accepts the offer that Satan gave to Jesus. The world worships him as a god, but heaven sees him as a beast. The counterfeit Christ is now on the scene. We'll read about warfare. The beast fights God by speaking blasphemous words and by persecuting the saints. It may seem strange that God should permit His people to be defeated, yet this is part of His plan. In every age, God's people have had to battle some satanic beast. And we'll read about wealth. The beast's prime minister leads the world to worship the beast by controlling all the wealth. It was a matter of life or death. When you combine political power with economic power and all religion, well, you have a formula for controlling the whole world. But the lost world worships money and power, so the task will not be too difficult. And with that, let's begin our reading today in the New Testament. December 22nd. Revelation chapter 12, verse 18, through chapter 13, verse 18. Then he, the dragon, stood waiting on the shore of the sea. And now in my vision I saw a beast rising up out of the sea. It had seven heads and ten horns, with ten crowns on its horns. And written on each head were names that blasphemed God. This beast looked like a leopard, but it had bear's feet and a lion's mouth, and the dragon gave him his own power and throne and great authority. I saw that one of the heads of the beast seemed wounded beyond recovery, but the fatal wound was healed. All the world marveled at this miracle and followed the beast in awe. They worshipped the dragon for giving the beast such power, and they worshipped the beast. Is there any one as great as the beast? they exclaimed. Who is able to fight against him? Then the beast was allowed to speak great blasphemies against God, and he was given authority to do what he wanted for forty-two months, and he spoke terrible words of blasphemy against God, slandering his name and all who live in heaven, who are his temple. And the beast was allowed to wage war against God's holy people, and to overcome them. And he was given authority to rule over every tribe and people and language and nation. And all the people who belonged to this world worshipped the beast. They are the ones whose names were not written in the book of life which belongs to the Lamb who was killed before the world was made. Anyone who is willing to hear should listen and understand. The people who are destined for prison will be arrested and taken away. Those who are destined for death will be killed. 
But do not be dismayed, for here is your opportunity to have endurance and faith. Then I saw another beast come up out of the earth. He had two horns, like those of a lamb, and he spoke with the voice of a dragon. He exercised all the authority of the first beast, and he required all the earth and those who belong to this world to worship the first beast, whose death wound had been healed. He did astounding miracles, such as making fire flash down to earth from heaven while everyone was watching. And with all the miracles he was allowed to perform on behalf of the first beast, he deceived all the people who belonged to this world. He ordered the people of the world to make a great statue of the first beast, who was fatally wounded and then came back to life. He was permitted to give life to this statue so that it could speak. Then the statue commanded that anyone refusing to worship it must die. He required everyone, great and small, rich and poor, slave and free, to be given a mark on the right hand or on the forehead, and no one could buy or sell anything without that mark, which was either the name of the beast or the number representing his name. Wisdom is needed to understand this. Let the one who has understanding solve the number of the beast, for it is the number of a man. His number is 666. There comes a time in every life when quit looks good. There comes a time in every job, in every marriage when quit looks good. When problems seem insurmountable, when the giants seem unbeatable, when the mountains seem unmovable, when defeat seems absolutely inescapable, and retreat seems like your only logical option. I want you to remember, it is always too soon to quit. Say that with me. It is always too soon to quit. Christopher Marley said, and I quote, Someone who is a big shot is only a little shot who kept on shooting. Persistence is a fire in your bones that will carry you through ridicule, that will carry you through rejection and reversal. Persistence does not need public approval. Persistence does not need a slap on the back. Persistence could care less about being politically correct. Persistence says, in faith, mountain, get out of my way. Persistence says, nothing is impossible to those that believe. Persistence says, if God be for you, who can be against you? Persistence says, the victory is ours through Christ the Lord. Persistence says, faith is the victory that overcomes the world. Persistence says, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Persistence looks at 10,000 coming against you from every direction as King David and says, though a host should encamp against me, let God arise and let his enemies be scattered. You're looking at the winner here. Hallelujah to the Lamb of God. Give him praise and glory in the house. Quit living life looking in the rearview mirror. Quit looking at the mistakes of yesterday and say it prohibits me from being all I can be today. Every page in this book says press on, endure, fight back, win. For greater is he that is within you than he that's within the world. Fight back. 
You're a child of God. The royal blood of heaven is flowing in your veins. God does not sponsor flops and he does not manufacture junk. You are a child of the Most High God. You're going to stand in the winner's circle. You're not going to be the victim. You're going to be the victor because Christ is Lord over your situation. Only believe all things are possible for you. Never give up. Never, 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 never give up. Stay at it. If you reach the end of your rope, tie a knot in it and hang on. If you get whipped, go home and lick your wounds and come out the next day and fight to win again. This book says nothing is impossible to you. If you believe that, that one verse will transform your mind and your life. This book says greater is he, meaning the Holy Spirit that is in you, than he that is within the world. This book says if God be for us, who can be against us? This book says I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. This book says let us not be weary in well-doing. For in due season we shall reap If we faint not That means press on That means endure That means God cannot fail And you're not going to give up That's not an option for a child of God This means you are going to be the winner Psalm 141 Verses 1 through 10 My voice, my hands We'll see that David was away from God's house, but he knew he could worship the Lord even without a priest or an altar. His prayer would be like the incense on the golden altar, and the lifting of his hands in praise like the burnt offering on the brazen altar. My mouth, my lips will read about these. When evil is near you and evil people tempt you, it's easy to say the wrong thing. It is the heart that needs protection. And we'll read about my head. David says, Faithful are the wounds of a friend. But it says in Proverbs, They may hurt, but like oil they heal. Watch out for the kisses and the delicacies of the enemy. And we'll read about where he says, My eyes, keep your eyes of faith on the Lord, and he will direct and protect your steps. David gave himself to the Lord as the evening sacrifice, every part of his being. This is, my friend, the highest kind of worship and the greatest privilege. Psalm 141, verses 1 through 10, a psalm of David. O Lord, I am calling to you, please hurry. Listen when I cry to you for help. Accept my prayer as incense offered to you and my upraised hands as an evening offering. Take control of what I say, O Lord, and keep my lips sealed. Don't let me lust for evil things. Don't let me participate in acts of wickedness. Don't let me share in the delicacies of those who do evil. Let the godly strike me. It will be a kindness. If they reprove me, it is soothing medicine. Don't let me refuse it. But I am in constant prayer against the wicked and their deeds. When their leaders are thrown down from a cliff, they will listen to my words and find them pleasing. Even as a farmer breaks up the soil and brings up rocks, so the bones of the wicked will be scattered without a decent burial. 
I look to you for help, O Sovereign Lord. You are my refuge. Don't let them kill me. Keep me out of the traps they have set for me, out of the snares of those who do evil. Let the wicked fall into their own snares, but let me escape. Proverbs chapter 30, verses 18 through 20. There are three things that amaze me. No, four things I do not understand. How an eagle glides through the sky. How a snake slithers on a rock. How a ship navigates the ocean. How a man loves a woman. Equally amazing is how an adulterous woman can satisfy her sexual appetite, shrug her shoulders, and then say, What's wrong with that? <laughs>